Today we have with us Ms. Harnur Kaur Bhatia. She works as a life enhancement mentor and ha- she has a specialization in clinical psychology. She focuses on bringing the right awareness, holistic wellness and emotional awakening in people. Her main area of interest in academic research and therapy is positive psychology, cognitive behavioral therapy, mindfulness and transactional analysis. She prefers taking an eclectic approach since she believes that every individual is different. and hence does not subscribe to one size fits all solution in ycm2 we believe that there is no one approach to solve any conflict and parties have to be directly involved in conflict management we are looking forward to an enlightening discussion on how psychology is intertwined with conflict management ma'am we thank you a lot for uh, being here today and joining us for the interview we are extremely happy to have you here today with us Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you for this opportunity. I hope I'll be able to bring some insight through psychology and help you all out. Yes, ma'am. Um, to uh, start off with, we thought uh, like a little bit of discussion about defining uh, conflict and dispute uh, from a psychological perspective would help in setting the context for the interview. so could you uh, provide us an insight into how to define confl- a conflict or a dispute from a psychological perspective yeah so um, when we talk about psychology so psychology is a study of human behavior so when we talk about human behavior we don't generally look into a conflict between two people in psychology we also look into intrapersonal conflict which is the conflict within us own selves which yeah. further creates a conflict with other people so if i feel my needs are threatened or if i feel oh my values are getting compromised i will have a conflict with the other person but that yeah. conflict that i have within myself to understand that oh my values are getting compromised is also a type of conflict which generally not a lot of people talk about so in psychology yeah. when we define a conflict is when we feel that our needs are getting compromised or our motives are not getting sustained that's yeah. where there's a problem that's where we end up having a conflict so mostly as a psychologist or a therapist my my focus is generally on the conflict within people or within themselves sure. rather than between yeah. two parties i think that comes a little later when i'm maybe having a marriage counseling or a couple counseling then we focus on a conflict between two parties yeah yeah that sounds great um so why do you think uh, people are forced into getting into a fight or a conflict what uh, drives people and what kind of their personal personality traits make pe- forces people to get into a conflict uh so in again in order to understand this uh, whenever we talk about a conflict there are a lot of needs or fundamental um, how should i put it fundamental ideas or theories of human behavior that comes into picture so uh, generally what we say is the first one could be like information processing for example Yeah. so the way we are discussing maybe if you have a bias about a word let's say i said something and it triggers something in you so how i said something how you perceived it and then you made sense out of it would be totally different so when i say you make sense out of something is you include your own theories your own perceptions of things in order to make sense of something so that would create a fight where you'll be like oh you know you said this to me when i'll be like no i didn't mean it in that way mostly that's how fights start so the yeah. way you perceive something and the way you make sense out of it or the story there's a lot yeah. of background that happens or there's a lot of uh, things that we carry or a baggage that we carry that we add 
to yeah. understand a situation so that's the first one which i call is information processing or how you perceive things then your needs generally this is something i've seen when i used to do corporate workshops that when a person's need is compromised or they feel threatened that you know for example the need for security in some people would be higher whereas mm-hmm. a need for respect in other person would be higher so yeah. i have at least like um, what i've seen is generally when we see fights especially on roads it's that yeah. need of respect and how could he like a small car person for example hit a big car person and like how yeah. could that person hit me so that need for respect or need for that ego to be satisfied becomes higher and that again brings you have to look within that conflict is within that why yeah. do i have this need so that's the second one the third one is my favorite which i think most people ignore is fears so when you fear or when your livelihood is threatened for example then you will fight for it or then there'll be a conflict with the manager or with the person that you know where there's a fear around their need to be taken away from yeah so so like this when you when you bring in these factors so these are personal factors so when you join all these factors you come up with a personality style or a personality trait yeah so this is this is where uh, again our jobs are very similar i'm a psychologist i have to be empathetic i have to be not biased so i have to look into the personality style of people and generally it's it's like you have to judge it really quickly or you have to be like oh this person looks like a person with facts and figures this person is more of a feelings person so imagine yeah. bringing two different people on the same ground so your personality yeah. is amalgamation of a lot of factors and your past or the way the situations have been handled in front of you would also yeah. come into picture this part is also ignored like if as a child i come as my parents way of solving conflict was or oh, let's not talk about it mm-hmm. there won't be yeah. there won't be any conflict i'll become a passive aggressive person and then eventually there'll be like a fight they'll be like oh you know this is how it yeah. is going to be so when you respond to a conflict it also includes the script that you're following or the conflict or the way you manage your conflict there's a script around it that how your parents taught you or how they managed conflicts like let's say two siblings are fighting either yeah. both of you like generally parents if they hit one of the siblings and the other doesn't get hit or they sit them down and they're like oh tell me your problem tell me your problem that's how you will be like oh this is how it should be done yeah this is how it should be managed so your personality would also include these factors how in school you've been you've been taught to uh, address conflicts how did the teacher was biased towards somebody did the teacher was biased towards let's say a student who got good marks whereas you were the right one who got average marks so you will be like oh the person who has a higher level of intelligence mm-hmm. would be uh, like he should win a conflict so that's the bias you'll be bringing on the table when you'll when you'll be mm-hmm. facing a conflict so your personality becomes like an amalgamation of all these factors so generally yeah. uh, like as as a psychologist or as a student of psychology i would always suggest you should be aware of your own personality when you yeah. are managing a conflict so let's say my value system is oh that you know uh, honest people i i'm a honest person so i'll relate more with an honest person yeah and then i'll become a little biased i'll be like oh you know this person is honest this person doesn't seem to honest so you know you will yeah. automatically deviate towards this person so your personality as well as the other person's personality would interact so that's yes. where yeah. you as a mediator or as a psychologist or a therapist need to put a block and understand where your personality is coming from 
moving towards other people let's say there are two people in conflict and they have a certain personality so the yeah. example that i like to give is i don't know if you've done the mayor briggs uh, personality styles or traits yeah. that's a really interesting so i will pick an example from there so there's different personality styles in there so there's introvert extrovert there's judging yeah. and perceiving so once i had a client uh, they were a couple so one was coming from a proper judging personality style which is a good personality style you will see them to be punctual they'll never be late so he'll mm-hmm. be like always 5 minutes early for the appointment like wherever he is he'll be on time because he's like yeah. i'm here to solve conflicts i'm here to resolve this i don't want to fight with my wife let's do this so a very a very like they, the person who makes lists the person who's very organized are the judges judge like they're coming from the judgment aspect of personality yeah whereas the wife which is unfortunate or fortunate is coming for a perceiving side of personality so these people mm-hmm. are more of like you'll see them go like oh we go with the flow let, when the problem comes let's face it they'll be late but here it's not that they are wrong it's just that they don't believe that that you know that conflict to be this big or that issue mm-hmm. to be this big that you have to be so serious about it that's what yeah. the words of the wife was and instead of finding the solution or finding a common ground the first fight when they would enter my room would be on their personalities she's always late she doesn't consider this relation to be yeah. important it's it's random but bringing them together was my job bringing or making them understand that hey your judgment personality can help her out to be a little mm-hmm. bit more serious around things whereas yeah. her little happy go lucky or the perceiving side could help you to calm down like it's not sometimes yeah. a big deal so sometimes yeah. as a mediator or as a therapist you can use the personality style to bring them together mm-hmm. but again yeah. if if you if you see most of the times when we talk about the ego that oh that person's ego is so big it's mm-hmm. not the ego ego is generally just that your needs are unmet his need was that she needs to be on time to show the seriousness because that's what yeah. he sees whereas for her she's like it's not a big deal i'm trying to calm things down by just being casual about it yeah so it's, it's not an ego play it's more like if i am a circle i expect the other person to be a circle if i am seeing things mm-hmm. from this point of view i want the other person also to see things from this point of view that's not yeah. possible we all see things differently so giving that yeah. space giving that that response to the situation rather than a reaction to the situation yeah Yeah. I hope that answers any like absolutely ma'am. Um, you you mentioned a couple of things more than a couple yeah. of things too in yeah. fact. Uh ma'am so in YCM2 we are also trained to identify the needs of the people the parties that we are going to mediate. Yeah. Uh so we are we strive to find out those underlying factors and then use that uh, in the mediation or conflict management process. Um so something that uh, that we are interested as conflict managers is um do you think uh, mediators would be an unnecessary intervention uh, in the conflict and secondly like you mentioned there are um, personality traits uh, that differs from people so how do we help them to overcome those personality traits you did mention few ways but do you have any tricks to um, help them oversee those uh, personality traits and then okay. come into a fruitful solution so uh, i think we do very similar jobs <laughs> but i think yeah. it is not an unnecessary intervention i think it's a very useful intervention because sometimes mm-hmm. we get so blinded by the way we view things yeah again uh, 
this this basically comes into the psychologist's job to understand oh what is the script of the person yeah. why is he attached to this narrative so you cannot help them change the narrative but you can again and again bring them to the present moment or the problem at hand so yeah. which which generally basically it's like i i feel mediation or a process of mediation or mediators it's basically shaking the person up and going like hey do you want to solve this or not which is sometimes yeah. needed it's like a splash of water and you just like wake up and go like oh yeah okay this is a problem i need to find a solution because yeah. we get as human beings like when i see something when i'm not personally attached to somebody i would yeah. look at the thing in a rational way whereas yeah. if like, the best example like as a psychologist if you bring a narrative to me i won't judge you for example but if you take that to a friend she'll be like mm-hmm. oh that person is useless why do you keep hanging out with this person she always gives you wrong advice let that person be but when she's in that situation she won't be able to do it yeah absolutely so as a mediator or as a therapist or a psychologist if you if you intervene at the right point of time you give them a rational point of view you tell them hey why don't you sit down and jot down what your needs are and why don't you do the same and let's bring that on the table and sometimes yeah. that just helps them to take a step back because they are in that reactive stage when i say reaction it's basically like the first first thing that they'll come which is a feelings aspect so they are basically working from an unconscious point of view of yeah. being triggered like let's say my need there's one need that is not being met which has never been met since my childhood so i'm getting triggered all over again so the energy that i'm putting in that conflict is not for just this conflict it is for all the conflicts that i was not able to stand up for yeah so sometimes it just helps them to go back and go like okay how can i respond to in this situation how can i use what she's telling me these are my yeah. needs let me just do the first step so as a yeah. mediator if you just focus on the conflict at hand you will be able to bring both the parties to a, like a yeah. common ground and help them figure out actually what is going on not just on the personality level where they are just fighting amongst each other yeah absolutely the second thing that you asked was the personality styles or the personality traits so this is very tricky because still now as a therapist it it becomes very difficult to mm-hmm. like change somebody's personality but again every personality will have something that you can work with will have something yeah. that will help you figure out a solution so let's say if you have somebody who's of a judging personality like the example i was giving you they yeah. are very good with making lists they are very good with thinking logically so give them a task where you use those skills yeah. whereas with a perception person you have to find another way you have to engage them in a talk you have to give so with my clients i give them different homeworks some people like to write so i'll give them homeworks regarding write it out write okay. your feelings down whereas with some people they don't like to write so i will tell them okay why don't you sit why don't you meditate why don't you reflect so again you have to figure out, so for you as a mediator you have to figure out the personalities that you're juggling with yeah so having that understanding will help you take them in the right direction otherwise they'll be like oh they'll come to you you'll be like oh why don't you write down why don't you write down they'll be like i don't like to write i don't want to write then what will you do mm-hmm. you'll be stuck yeah. so with some but some people you might have to sit down and talk to them you might have to figure out the needs just by talking to them because they might be of an introvert personality they are not very vocal about their needs they are very shy so you have to use your own skills to understand and adjust with the personality style absolutely <clears throat> yeah and so that that's a great advice for our current trainees and also future trainees and uh, we will surely like use some of these 
uh, techniques. Um, so something else that I wanted to ask you was in your experience. So you did mention that mediation is indeed a useful intervention, or uh, or uh, reaching out to a psychologist would be a useful intervention. As we do mainly uh, conflict management through mediation. Do uh, in your experience, do you have any stories or? Uh, instances where mediation has really helped out uh, the parties in solving the conflict. If you do, could you like share with us such an experience? So uh, again, as a therapist, my area of interest has always been working with high functioning individuals, like people yeah. who who are who. When you look at them, you'll be like, hey, that doesn't look depressed, or she doesn't look anxious, or I don't think so. There's a problem that is going on in the family. So yeah. generally, again, keeping in mind, I'm going to restrict it to the Indian scenario or the Indian uh, cultural scenario. So yeah. when you, when, whenever I would see a client, so generally, if I give you a marriage or a marital counseling example, yeah. so the conflict is never between two parties. It's always also, let's say you're in a in a joint family system. So the mm-hmm. other parties would also come into picture. The mother-in-law would come, but we cannot bring them on the table. It's just the husband yeah. and wife. So. Of course. The story, like generally the issue would be the, the example I can give you is of uh, like very interesting uh, client clients of mine. So if you look at the women, she will look like a super successful CEO mm-hmm. doing everything by the book. Very like, yeah. Like, so when you see that personality, you will feel like really strong, like, oh, my God, she's doing so well for herself. Like yeah. career wise, she's doing amazing. And even the guy, like he's also doing really well for himself doing a good job both of them are working mm-hmm. and then the problem comes is when they both go into the same house where she yeah. he becomes the son and she becomes the daughter-in-law and yeah. then the whole situation changes where she is made to feel that she's less yeah Absolutely. so again as a mediator the conflict was not between the husband and wife the conflict was between mm-hmm. husband wife and a third party which was yeah. the mother-in-law or the father-in-law Really, I would like I would be like, oh, is your mother-in-law interested to come in for a session? And she'd be mm-hmm. like, no, I don't think so. She would come to a psychologist or even a mediator, for example. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, then the question is, what are your needs? Your needs are to yeah. be acknowledged. Your needs are that, you know, these are the pointers that if I'm also coming home at 9 p.m. with my husband, I should yeah. not be expected to be in the kitchen. If he can relax, so can I. So these yeah. were the needs. And what we did was, the husband was not aware of these needs. The husband was basically given this brooding, this angry side of the wife. And he was just like, I don't know what's going on. Why is she, what is she complaining about? Because the narrative was not right. The narrative or mm-hmm. the way it should have been classified to him. Because he yeah. he comes from a very different personality style. He would be like, give me pointers. I'll work on it. A very yeah. corporate yeah. personality style. So yeah. The minute we three sat down, she wrote down her needs. I said, how many of these can you talk with your family, for example? Because she is adjusting and accommodating into your family. So what they did was later the three of them, like she, the wife, the husband, and let's say the mother-in-law sat down. And these needs were vocalized at that point of time. Now, again, when there are two parties in front of me, I can resolve the problem. I can resolve the (laughs) conflict. But when it is taken away from me, I don't know how the mother-in-law would react. Like she accepted two needs. The third one, she was like, oh, I am coming from this background where a woman needs to work in the kitchen, for example. That's her perspective. So what the common ground that we took was how he'll be able to help her out. 
Yeah. So he has to stand up. He will be like, okay, you know what? If I'm also coming at night and she's also expected to be in the kitchen, I'll also be in the kitchen. Sure. Yeah. Whereas she feels supported, she feels respected, and the mother would also notice that, oh, if I can feel the same way about my son, I need to feel the same way about my daughter-in-law. Otherwise, yeah. the rules are the same. Yeah. So when we have to find again, sometimes the needs are not met, but there are other ways of helping both the parties out so that they feel connected. The point is to bring them to a common ground where there is no conflict between them. I am not yeah. resolving a conflict between these two people with the third party. I'm exactly. here to resolve yeah. the conflict between the two parties. So we we yeah. cannot go like oh yeah, you know we cannot solve it because the third party is not here. Your mm-hmm. goal is to resolve the conflict between two parties. So you have to remember what your goal is. You are not solving problems. You're solving conflicts, which is between yeah. two people, and it can be solved without even meeting the need. Sometimes. Absolutely, yeah. It makes a lot of sense, ma'am. Um, and so you did mention this before, and I just wanted to have a uh, like a more discussion on this. So you did mention as conflict managers or mediators or. as psychologists we do have our personal biases and we yeah. try to uh we try to relate to people who would have a similar personality to us uh but also there is a necessity for us to uh oversee the bias that we have and because uh it's important w- uh, in whatever job we do that we oversee the personal bias that we have so how do we do that because personally even i have struggled to oversee such uh bias that i have for few parties so how do we do that and how do we go about it yeah so i think this is my favorite topic like given an opportunity i can go on and on about it because this okay. is something everybody struggles with especially people in the field where we are told to be not to be not biased to be empathetic all the time mm-hmm. to be like like you know you have to do you have to look at the things in a rational way we are human beings we cannot be computers or we cannot be like oh i don't have a bias Yeah. So uh, when I was working in Thailand I was working in a wellness center where uh, mm-hmm. basically the green people or the people who could afford having a retreat for example could come there so yeah what my issue with them or what I would have biases is the kind of problems that these people were facing were mm-hmm. very small if I have to think yeah. from the problems that I've seen in a third world country for example they are not coming from yeah. third world country they are coming from yeah. US they are coming from Singapore so for them their problem is oh I am not able to earn this much amount of money and I, and for me yeah. personally it is such a big like I had to take a step back mm-hmm. yes so ma'am. the best way to understand biases is at least to be aware of these biases mm-hmm. you cannot go inside a room and go like oh, oh, oh this is where oh shit I should not have done that oh I should not have said that but mm-hmm. sitting with yourself or having that awareness okay you know as a person these are my core values this is what mm, defines who i am so for me as her noor i am an honest person i am i'm i'm a seek for example so this is another example for me to sit in that seat where there would be chopping mm-hmm. of hair i will have an anxiety attack and like because i've been raised with that belief that i'm yeah. not supposed to cut my hair but for the other person who's looking at me go like oh, why is she having a panic attack it's such a normal thing yeah yeah so having that awareness being aware of who you are and where you're coming from so yeah. Yeah. that that gives you an awareness that okay people let's say have a polit- different different political stand than me i would have a bias with them because why can't they mm-hmm. see this person is not good for this country or this person is not good for that country mm-hmm. but 
when you have these biases you can put them you can actually put them in a in a in a backdrop and then you yeah. can just observe that oh, okay this is it this is what i'm not okay with and it is coming into picture i'll put it on the side i'll i'll work on this later but mm-hmm. if you are not aware of it like most of like sometimes your biases you will be aware of them when you are in the situation sometimes it happens yeah. it just pops up and you are not aware of it so how do i realize that okay i'm getting a little riled up you will feel your breathing becoming becomes a little like mm-hmm. heavier so these are the physical signs that you know you are getting you are actually getting you getting triggered by something so when i say trigger mm-hmm. that means something is said out there that you're not okay with yeah so there are a lot of physical signs of it and for me i use these physical signs to go like okay i'm i'm getting too involved in this situation mm-hmm. most of the times when i would have a marital counseling session for example or a couple counseling session men generally go like oh you're a woman you know you will take side of the woman i'm like you know that's their bias that they're coming with but oh, sometimes yeah. it happens that you know you are able to relate more with a woman because you understand yeah. where they are coming from so i have to take a step back i have to take a step back when the guys like oh i believe that the like one of my clients actually said this that a woman should be in a kitchen why she keeps working and i was riling up i was just like why is he saying this it's stupid yeah but i was noticing my physical symptoms i was noticing that okay you know this is riling me up or this is so shortness of breath irritability you are cramping you're just holding your hands like this and you're like oh i'm going to kill him when your own thoughts take over the whole story you need to mm-hmm. take a step back so generally uh-huh. i would go for a break at that point of time like i'll be like oh let's take a 5 minute break everybody's getting riled up i'll go take a walk outside calm myself down explain that you know this is mm-hmm. my bias this does not have anything to do with the narrative of the person so mm-hmm. the self talk that you use to calm yourself down that helps mm-hmm. the second thing that helps is talking to a co mediator or a therapist yeah. so for me yeah. i have my i have people i can talk to my peers or even my supervisors i can go like i can literally enter the room and go like this person was saying this 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 and it just annoyed so it helps you to release whatever you are holding on to yeah yeah because a conflict won't be resolved in one sitting you will have three or four sittings yeah. so at least by the next sitting when you go inside that room you 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 were actually sat down with yourself understood what is riling you up or what are your biases and i personally feel it's a good thing because it makes you get to know yourself better you become mm-hmm. more self aware that oh oh this is what i was not okay with or this was yeah. oh this was something that was interesting but understanding mm-hmm. that this is their narrative it has nothing to do with me or it has nothing to do with my narrative of what how i see the world yeah absolutely that makes a lot of sense i think we are going to recommend our conflict managers to watch our interview like a couple of times to like take in all these suggestions and advices uh mom so um another question that i wanted to ask you uh was in our conflict management uh, training process what we did was uh we took a conflict that all these managers individually face that is the conflict that they are facing right now we did not firstly as a first attempt without go to a third party conflict we took a conflict that we already uh, are facing in our own lives uh, because when in ycm we believe that conflict management skills or dispute uh, dispute resolution skills are indeed life skills so we try to solve uh, conflicts and disputes that we face in our lives first and then go on to help out other people So do you think uh, dispute resolution skills are indeed life skills what is your opinion on it yeah so 
I totally, totally, totally agree to this because as human beings, we are always going to be in a conflict or the other, be it within <laughs> ourselves or with a third party. We cannot be in that state of uh, constant calmness or peace. But mm-hmm. having that ability to understand our own needs as well as the needs of others, and mm-hmm. again, having those skills to actually figure out how to solve it is the most important one. Because sometimes yeah. I'm aware, oh, these are my needs, and I'm aware what is the other person's needs. But not yeah. having anything, like not having any skill to meet yeah. the needs, like or to understand how these two needs can be met together, or what can be a collaborative effort to reach both the goals. So yeah. again, when you say it's a life skill, given a choice, if I would ever uh, do anything in education for children, mm-hmm. I would, apart from children understanding emotions, I would mm-hmm. add this as a very important thing. Like instead of moral science that we have in schools, I would say why not yeah. having something like this, where you Absolutely. where you teach children how to manage conflicts, how to yeah. manage fights. Because again, if I see a parent generally these days both the parents are working they don't have time to sit both the children down and go like oh what is your need what is your so they'll yeah. be like either one of them would either get beaten up or either one of them yeah. would be asked to shut up so these two yeah. things create a different side of personality mm-hmm. so either the person or the child when he's going to grow up will either become somebody who will always compromise and be like i'll shut up because that's what i've been told or would retaliate or that ego would become so strong that oh, yeah. my parent, I would react out. I'll be like, this is my need. I need to fulfill it. Yeah. But imagine if there's a class where this is being taught as a life skill that, oh, you know, this is how it's need to be done. And the teacher mm-hmm. is actually putting efforts the way you said, which you're doing yeah. now by bringing two people or two people who are under training, asking yeah. them to resolve a dispute. If yeah. it starts as a life skill or if it is being, if the person is being trained, things on a on a societal level would become better we wouldn't see people on the road fighting we would yeah. see more empathy we would see more compassion i think Absolutely. if you end up understanding what is this what is a conflict management or what are the techniques that's a that's a that's a very direct answer but if you see it from a holistic point of view mm-hmm. you're basically inculcating compassion into people you're telling them yeah. hey it's not just about my needs it can be what the other person wants or how I can help the other person out or how we both can come together to help this particular situation. So uh, while I was preparing for this interview or while I was preparing Mm -hmm. for this talk, I came across this beautiful study, which I wanted to share. So uh, again, coming from a social psychology perspective, because when we talk of a life skill, we are talking it from a holistic point of view, not just you or me. If imagine Mm -hmm. 100 or 200 people end up learning this, it'll impact the society in one way or the other, or even yeah. if you go into thousands or more than that. So the study yeah. was they brought school kids, two sets of school kids and divided them into two groups in a camp. Mm-hmm. And basically they did a lot of competitive exercises with them. And you could literally see the two groups having hostility towards each other. This group was very hostile towards the other group. Yeah. Like because there was a competition, there was a sense of competition and the need was we want to be better than the other group. That's how this experiment was conducted but later what they did was a school bus got stuck or they forced it to get stuck and the only way to get that bus going was when both the groups would come together in a collaborative Mm -hmm. effort to move the bus so group a first tried to move the bus it didn't work out the group b tried to move the bus it didn't work out and then a mediator or the teacher or whoever the experimenter 
asked hey why don't you guys come together and yeah. they all sat down and go like okay now we're going to push from this side we're going to push from this side and the bus actually moved like they and mm-hmm. then when later the com- the the experiment continued you could see both the groups were being more nice to each other they were not that competitive they were yeah. able to help each other out or they were able to tell them hey why don't you try it this way instead of having that hostility towards each other mm-hmm. so having a mediator or having those skills it's it is a life skill it will help not just two parties but it will help to change society for better yeah. i feel absolutely absolutely ma'am so that's what even we strive to do through ycm uh through uh, uh, learn, uh making these conflict managers uh, learn this as a life skill and also by including youth leadership we are trying to make indeed like a societal change rather than just you know a conflict management so that's very true and we are very happy to hear that you also have similar opinions on the same uh ma'am thank you so much for taking your time to sit with us and having this discussion it has been a wonderful time I personally learned a lot uh, and I'm going to recommend the other my other peers also who are conflict managers to take in all this advice when we start our services so that that's going to be incredibly helpful for us so we thank you once again for uh, sitting with us and having this conversation I hope you also had a great time I I actually did and I'm I'm very happy to see such an initiative that is there that mm-hmm. at least the youth is being encouraged in a very positive way because yeah when i see youth or whenever we talk about youth we always think about hostility but i think this mm-hmm. this effort by ycm i think it's it's a great great effort and yeah. i think you guys are going to learn a lot yes, just ma'am. by doing something different or by doing or adding some a different skill to your resume or cv or wherever you want to go and again it's a life skill so maybe in your relationships yeah. as well absolutely ma'am seriously yeah. thank you so much